Hi, friends. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Choose Life. The mission of Choose Life is to equip all Catholics with rosaries for life. How do they do that? By creating rosaries for every age group and every person. For little ones, they have soft silicone rosaries that are on durable organic cotton cord and have food-grade silicone for the beads. These rosaries are a beautiful way to bring your little ones to Mary and also offer something to soothe and delight them. For slightly older kids, Choose Life offers their Shepherd Kids rosaries. These rosaries are also made with the silicone beads but are slightly smaller and have more space between the beads so kids learning their rosary can slide each bead as they pray. Finally, for adults, Choose Life has beautiful rosary bracelets. With many different styles and colors, the rosary bracelets are a great tool for someone trying to form the daily habit of praying the rosary. Not only is it very accessible on your wrist, but also features a bookmark crucifix medal that can be used to keep your spot in your rosary. So if you only have a minute here or there throughout the day to pray, no worries, hold your spot with the crucifix medal and continue when you have your next chance. Choose Life aims to provide beautiful and durable tools to help you pray the rosary every single day. You can find their rosaries and a number of other wonderful products on their website, chooselife.com. That's C-H-E-W-S-L-I-F-E.com. Use code ABIDE10 to get 10% off your next order. God bless. Hi, friends, and welcome to season 11 of the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement in your journey with Jesus Christ. Every week, I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger, and we talk about all things Christ, about life, about beauty, about sorrow. We laugh, we cry, you'll fit right in. (laughs) So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Bitings Together podcast and welcome to part three of our Lenten series and we are journeying through the book Restore. And we're going to talk today about the roots of sin, which is going to conclude our uh, the second section on fasting, how fasting heals the wounds within ourselves. And so I think the Lord is going to reveal a lot within us today. But before we do that, as we always do, we're going to just like hang out for a bit. So Michelle... Benzinger, you just got back from a lovely trip with your bridegroom. Did you want to um, tell our listeners how awesome that was? Yeah, It was. My husband and I got away for a couple of days, just the two of us, and we were supposed to go on a vacation with extended family, but through a series of details and whatever, we were not able to go, but we already had someone coming to watch the kids. So we went away, just the two of us, for, oh my gosh, three nights, four nights? Yeah. And it felt so weird. Like We're like, oh my goodness, we've never been gone this long, just the two of us with uh, out extended family. And it was awesome. We decided that we really, really like each other even more than we thought. So it was a really good <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, it was really great. And we decided we're going to really rock empty nest syndrome. I am not any way, shape or form ready for empty nest syndrome. I am, you know, already starting to grieve my senior in high school this year leaving. So, I mean, I'm fine with everybody home. That is not, but we were like, Hey, it was just the two of us for dinner at uh, my mom's lake house. And I was like, all right, we could really rock empty nest syndrome here too. Like we just had so much fun. So it was great. Um, Yeah, it was really, really good. Heather, how are you? Doing good. Yeah. I just had the thought the other day, yesterday, actually, I was like, oh, I remember we were swimming in May. And I was like, that's not that far away. And it was like the first glimmer of like, oh, there's it's going to stop raining and get lighter soon, which was a really hopeful thought. But right now I'm in the middle of planning for our um, upcoming women's event that we oh, do here so in the Vancouver area. I'm really excited about that. It's like the first time that that people will be able to get together 
kind of, you know, for one purpose, one name without all these divisions that have been in place. So I'm very excited about what God is going to do and just, yeah, the opportunity to get together. So it's fun to plan. It's fun Mm -hmm. to get, get the ideas going for it. Can you tell everybody the details now or when this, by this airs, or are you going to make like an official announcement for how people can, it's going to sell out? Well, yeah, I mean, it it may be sold out by the time this Mm. podcast comes out, but uh, the theme is Graves into Gardens Mm. and the Lord just really put that on my heart. And I'm so excited to break that open. Sarah Kesmerick and Debbie Herbeck are coming and we had a prayer time the other day to just talk about the theme and and our talks. And it was so powerful. I was like, I cannot wait to see what God is going to do. So yeah, it's going to be in BC in Surrey at Chandos Patterson. And you can register on our website, liferestoration.ca. If you're mm. What is your capacity for the event? Well, as things are always changing right now. Yeah. So as far as we know right now, it's 750. Okay. That's a half, that's a 50% capacity of that space. Oh, wow. So okay. if that changes, then Hey, there might still be tickets. I don't know. Y'all could blow it up to like 1,500. Oh my gosh. I know. No, it could be huge. That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Yeah. So how are you, sister? I am doing well. I've been um, at my desk all week long working on an Advent project. So it's kind of weird to work on an Advent project in like the <laughs> early, as you know, but uh, I had- <laughs> Do you hang up like some Christmas lights and well, get in the mood? <laughs> I do have in my room permanently, so that kind of helps. But yeah, it's just kind of funny to get your head in that mindset. But I've been just making myself work at my desk and not, you know, I go outside and play for a couple hours. I go for like a long walk, but I'm like, nope, back to the desk. So, but it's good. It's, it's that's how you get stuff done sometimes as we all- as we all know, I saw somebody on Twitter yesterday. I don't didn't know them, but it was like went viral. It said, I, I'm really good at working for 20 minutes and giving myself a two-hour break. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm an expert at that. I love that. <laughs> and it had like a hundred thousand retweets. You're like, yeah, dude, don't we all know don't we all know that? You know? That's awesome. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, maybe what we could do, friends, is we're gonna start on page um 85 of Restore. If you have the book, you're most welcome to to turn that page with us and we are going to use the quote. I, it's just from a prayer that I wrote uh, from that particular day. And it says, Jesus, may I hunger more deeply for you today. May my aches lead me to call out to you so you can fill me. And our scripture passage comes from the reflection on the third Sunday of Lent that says, I will, from Ezekiel, I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and I will put my spirit in you. I'll put my spirit, you know, as I was thinking about that, you know, we talk about fasting and, you know, all these disciplines, like we said, that as students, it reveals all kinds of things in our hearts that the Lord wants to bring us into communion with. And fasting, I think particularly reveals some things, but I love it where, where the Ezekiel's, you know, the God is saying, I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and not just to do that, but so that he can put his spirit within us. And I think we've all had those experiences of, of, like we were saying that healing is not just to stop our pain. It's to bring us to love well, to, to bring us into wholeness and healing. And so Heather, what have you noticed kind of in your journey of just fasting and, and in your life of your experience with fasting? And I think all of us have an interesting uh, relationship with fasting from whatever it is, but what are, mm-hmm. what are some things that you find that it reveals in your heart and, and where do you go when you find those aches that come to the surface? Yeah. I think the biggest thing that it reveals to me is my lack of trust. Like, I think there's a lot of, um, self-soothing or safety or security that can be found in like, okay, if I have all of these things, whether it be food or this or that, or whatever the things are that I pad my life with, 
And if I take them away, you know, then it starts to touch on these things. Like, can I feel safe, secure with God alone? Can Mm -hmm. I, is that where I'm finding it or not? You know, where, what are these things and what are my attachment levels to these things that I pad my life with? So I I find it exposing internally. It's not just like, oh man, I'm really craving, you know, chocolate and I'm having to say no. And that's so hard. Yeah, of course, that's, Mm -hmm. that's part of it. If you're um, giving up something that's difficult, but I think, yeah, for me, it just exposes the places where I lack trust in the provision of God, Mm. you know, in his providential love for me, but also just like, am I going to him to feel safe and secure? Am I going to other things? So it it begs a lot of questions Mm. when I start fasting. Mm -hmm. And I used to like it more than I do now. Maybe it's because (laughs) I'm more aware of my weaknesses and I'm like, oh, okay, this is more than just giving up something. It definitely stirs up deep things for me. Mm -hmm. It's an incredible gift though. I can say even with the difficulty of it, the spiritual fruit that comes is unmatched by anything else for me. Anyway, that's what I found. How about you, Michelle? Yeah. I think the spiritual fruit that it manifests is beyond compare, like in really the spiritual disciplines when he says, like Mm -hmm. we said this the last podcast episode, but only these spirits come out with prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. There's something about that because I think it's a holistic approach, you know, body, mind, soul, and, just it reminds me of, you know, Jesus going into the desert for 40 days, but, you know, with Lent and he gets tested mm-hmm. and it reveals things and it brings up things. And for me, last week, I ended up finishing a really long, significant fast that I did and it was very Which involved no coffee. That was a big one. No coffee. I mean, it was huge. But what I didn't count on was the last couple of days, the spiritual attack was brutal. Mm. My last finishing days and the grace and the comfort I had in the middle of the fast where I was like feeling change and transformation, it was like all consolation was gone. Mm. And it was just this brutal attack. Mm. And it was interior. Like it was a heaviness that was like almost in my heart. And I couldn't have, I didn't, I was actually talking to a good priest friend of ours about it. And I was like, I don't know what this is, Mm -hmm. but it was so hard. And then when Chris and I got away for our getaway, like I was trying to put language to it and I must've cried like so many times over the last four or five days. And it wasn't tears of sadness. It was tears of deep fear coming out Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I had not been able to put name to. But it was like the Lord had like excavated parts Mm -hmm. of my heart that were, had not, I hadn't gone there yet. Mm -hmm. And you keep on thinking, come on, like Mm -hmm. seriously, how many layers can there be? Like I've Mm -hmm. had to hit the bottom. (laughs) But it wasn't, and it was deep fear. Like, I mean, it was like paralyzing fear. And I mean, I had just the craziest thoughts. I'm like, these are not rational thoughts. Like, where are these coming from? Mm -hmm. You know? And it was, I think part of it was spiritual attack, but, and part of it was the Lord putting his finger on stuff that I had not surrendered fully. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really, and that I hadn't named fully and completely, you know? And I think Sister Miriam does such a beautiful job in the Restore book on this chapter with fasting and naming um, disordered desires. And I think that's one of the biggest things with desire is naming the ache, like really putting words to it and what it is. And it's, it's something about it. Even when I finally was able to verbalize it and put it out there with Chris, it was like the weight of it almost went away, which is in naming exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, it was these areas of fear. And it was almost like, um, I was liking it to like Wizard of Oz. It's almost when you turn back the curtain, you see this little bitty, you're like, wait, that's not what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Like this huge thing. It's this little thing. But it's just 
bringing it all into the light mm-hmm. and really naming it. Mm-hmm. And um, fasting does that. It excavates parts of your heart that would never, in my mind, be able to be seen or felt or, you know, revealed to, to each of us, you know. <laughs> I was just listening to you, Michelle, and I was like, what, I was like, what you and I just said is like the worst sales job on fasting. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> people are like, like, what's fasting? like it. it's painful. It exposes all these things. It made me cry. It's like all that stuff. But I'm like, it's actually it never used to be that way. That's what I think I was yeah, referring yeah. to is like at the beginning, you know, it, the Lord is gentle with us. And like you said, sister, the goal isn't just like relief of pain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's intimacy with mm-hmm. him. And so like many years now that we've been practicing these spiritual disciplines, the Lord is excavating deeper. So at mm-hmm. first it's just surface things. It's not like we're saying, Hey friends, start fasting and you can like unleash all of this pain in your life. Like, I think it's like the Lord is gentle. And, and sister, that's something I appreciate so much about your book is that you really are like speaking the Lord's gentleness. You're so gentle with your words and how you're leading us mm-hmm. through this. And I'm like, that's so the personality of God. That's so his character that that he is gentle, that he takes us where we're at and he pushes us a little bit deeper so that he can draw us closer to him. Mm-hmm. So although this sounds like some people are like, man, I'm not going to fast after listening to that. I think just remember that God is super gentle and it's gradual and we're going into deeper places now because we've been working on all of these various layers. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fruit of it, like we said, and that's, that's important to note, the fruit of it is deeper intimacy, which is what we're all longing for, that God actually does meet the deeper ache that fasting reveals. Mm -hmm. So sorry. Now go ahead, sister. No, I I, I just want to say, I hope, I hope that everybody does fast because of what the two of you just said. Cause that's exactly what's supposed to happen. That's in from, I mean, I don't like, like we said, I don't know. I know in my own life, you know, you talk about fasting, whatever it is like in your, in your life, whether it's in land or it's for another purpose. And it's like, oh, you give that up and you just white knuckle it. And then you're really tempted to do whatever you gave up. And then you either manage or you don't manage. And then somehow, and it's, I think we miss, I think we miss the whole point. Cause what you both are saying, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. And there's things that won't be revealed unless we allow those things to come to the surface and like the preparation, like you're saying, Michelle, like the excavation and, and yeah, the, the deeper longings of our heart, like those, those are the places that we, we so often cover over, you know, and I think we've all like, you know, if, if you've ever been traveling for the whole day and you have your bag on your shoulder and you don't realize how heavy that bag gets. And then you set the bag down and you just say, Oh my gosh, like that was, I mean, and you just think of all the strain on your body and the tension and just the way it kind of makes your posture out of order. It's not until you set it down that you were like, I had no idea I was carrying that. And I think what fasting does in that regard is that it's crucifying, but it, that's what it does is it orders our loves and it, 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 we, we carry so many things or we try to push away from so many things that we don't even realize. And that's one of the best, the, the special things about Lent is like, it's not just a diet. It's, it's whatever we're fasting from, whether it's food or whatever it is, it does reveal those deeper places. And so we can name, like you're saying, Michelle, so we can name. And I, I wonder sometimes, I don't know, maybe we can talk about this for a second, but I think sometimes the scarier thing is naming the true desire underneath. Like I agree. Of saying, mm-hmm. I really want to be loved here. Or, I'm so lonely and I'm aching for communion and I'm just dying. Like I think to me almost that's almost scarier, whatever it is, like whatever that is for us, is almost scarier of naming the true, like um, I, I think it's on page 105, Dr. Bob, I quote Dr. Bob Schutz talking about how behind every disordered desire is a good and holy desire, an unmet need, an unhealed wound, and a hidden pattern of sin. 
and that the, that good and holy desire that's right underneath our disorder desires, I think that can be so challenging to name that because that's the that's the true part of our heart that's so carefully guarded. What do you like? Yeah, what do you think about that? You know, it reminds me of the C.S. Lewis quote: "To love at all is to be vulnerable. Yeah. It is not a safe investment." Yeah. You know, at the beginning of that quote, we everyone rarely reads the very beginning of that quote from C.S. Lewis. Yeah. It says, "Love, vulnerability is not a safe investment." Mm-hmm. You know, and it isn't. And we, like Heather was saying, we want this safety and security, and it is not. And I think I realized in the last couple of days, even revealing these parts of my heart and naming them and putting them out loud to um, another person and have them received so beautifully and so tenderly brought an area of freedom that I wasn't used to being in. Mm -hmm. I could feel parts of my heart and my body. And it was like all coming together and integrating together for the first time ever. And it was such foreign land. I didn't know even how to maneuver it because it was such a different feeling because I'm like, oh, is this what freedom feels like? Mm -hmm. Wow. And to not go back to closing my heart off, you know, because I, there was something about me is like, you're like, all right, where are my darn fig leaves? Where are they? Yeah. <laughs> like, I want them back. I want them back because this is freedom. Yeah. This is walking in the garden in areas. And I was like, gosh, this is just so, such a different feeling for me. But it was also such a beautiful feeling like, oh my gosh, I can trust the Lord in this mm-hmm. and, re- and really mean it. Like he will provide for this ache. You know, and I've been really thinking about manna in heaven. You know, as they wandered in the wilderness, the Lord gave it manna. And the Hebrew word means, what is this? Like, what is it? <laughs> you know, so manna, that's what I was thinking is, Lord, what is this? Like, come on, like, tell me what you're providing for me. Because I don't know what this is because the feeling is so foreign mm-hmm. to me. And it was his presence in a powerful way. It's him in a powerful way. But we have this fear that he's still holding out on us, yeah. don't we? Like we are still Eve and he's holding out on it. So we are going to self-sufficient and provide for ourselves because mm. that man is not coming or it's delayed or he won't provide an abundance for us. There's just still that fear. What And what is it, you know, in us? Heather, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I feel really vulnerable right now, so I might as well just share it. But what has been revealed to me recently, this seems so dumb in so many ways, but it's like so... Pr- specific. Yeah. Like what this looks like in my life. It's so specific. So craft mac and cheese. When I was a kid and I was going through the most traumatic time in my life, that's that was for some reason, I don't know why. There's an association that I have with like craft mac and cheese when mm-hmm. I was going through this time, which was like something I liked. I was 12, 13 years old, you know, something that I liked that somehow brought some tiny bit of comfort to me when I was going through all this trauma Mm -hmm. that no one knew about, that no one could speak. I didn't have any outlet for it. So it was just all internal. And so there's this little strange attachment that was made with Kraft Mac and Cheese. So still as an adult, and I didn't know this, but like still as an adult, there's certain times that I'm going through something really, really hard. The craving for craft mac and cheese, which is like, I I can cook some good food. Like, I mean, I don't need craft mac and cheese. Like, it has nothing to do with that. And I've I've realized just recently, I was like, oh my goodness, when that craving comes for craft mac and cheese, or if you see me cooking up a craft mac and cheese, I'm like, what that says is I'm in a place where I feel so overwhelmed, mm. and I I don't feel like God is showing up for me. Mm. So I'm going to go to the Kraft Mac and Cheese because that's 
what I always went to. And it's so subconscious and has been for all of these years that I'm like, on the surface level, it looks like I'm having lunch. On the interior level, it looks like, God, you're not showing up for me. And here I am, this little girl again, Mm -hmm. that is just needing so much for you to come into this place where I feel overwhelmed or I feel trapped. I feel like my freedoms have been taken away, whatever those triggers are. And I'm like, wow, like when that came to me. So fasting can look like, oh, it exposes these places that are like so deeply wounded still. And how many times have I worked on that wound? Well, for like 30 years, I've been working on that wound. And I'm like, and and it doesn't mean that the Lord hasn't been healing. He has been healing, but it is like that. It's like an onion layers donkey. It Mm -hmm. is. It's like layer after layer. And the Lord is like, I'm not content with one layer or two or three. I want the whole thing healed right down to the Kraft mac and cheese, Heather. Like, you know, you're experiencing all this freedom, maybe from fear, which was like the biggest place that I needed healing. But now it's getting down to the, will you trust me that I'm going to provide for you? Even, even if it doesn't come with like the feeling of consolation, do you trust that I am right here providing for you? Um, so, yeah. Oh gosh, Heather. I just, oh my goodness. I, that is such a tender and stunningly beautiful story. And I, mm. I just want to honor that part of your heart. Cause like that, that is, you have named what is so true for every single one of us. Like every mm-hmm. single one of us has our craft mac and cheese that on the surface, it mm-hmm. looks like one thing, but mm-hmm. we, un- we know very well it's something totally mm-hmm. different. Like I just, that's yeah. That's yeah. That's a beautiful. That is a beautiful place, and I. Yeah, I just I don't really have words. Like I just want to honor that part of your heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think that that's right. What you said. You know, we all have. What is it? Yep. What is your craft mac and cheese, or what is your mm-hmm. what is your thing? You may not know that that's even present in your life, but we all have those places mm-hmm. and that's the gentleness of god is that mm-hmm. he's not coming at us like hey can you get this stuff out of the way like you're really screwing up here can you get your crap together and get with the program here he's like so kind and gentle and like i'm here to love you i'm here to heal you like there's freedom for you there's all of these words of hope and i'm like this is part of what we need to have exposed within us is like where what is the voice of the enemy and what is the voice of the lord really mm-hmm. in these places and can we hear him in the gentleness and love which he approaches us mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And I love it. There's something beautiful about like what you were saying, sister, about the quote that Dr. Bob used that every behind every disordered desire, every disordered sin, there there's something there. Go deeper. Mm-hmm. Like there's a root there. There's go deeper. And I think it's St. Jul- I mean, Julian of Norwich says when God sees sin, he sees our pain. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something painful, mm-hmm. brokenness to it. So yes, there's sinfulness and that we have to take responsibility for that, but it's to go deeper. There's pain. There's a reason. And at the very root, which I think you did such a beautiful job communicating in the book, sister, at the root is something beautiful and true and good, you know, but it's covered up by something that's been disordered or something that's been misused or whether it's been done to you or you've chosen to do it to yourself. There's something deeper in it. And it's just been interesting, even in my parenting, like using really leaning on the Holy Spirit to parent different children in different situations. And there's a class that I took, and it's called Beyond Behaviors, and it's a really great child psychologist for the class I was taking. And I had a situation with one of my kids, and he was upset that it was time to put his phone up and 
you know, the phone, which is like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the ring, Gollum in the ring. So, uh, <laughs> but, so he put a phone up and then his reaction did not meet the situation. This is the same rule, same thing. So mm-hmm. he went outside and pitched, like we have a walkway in between our house and our garage or whatever. And he was pitching a fit and dropping some really nice words, mm-hmm. which is, you know, not why we do it in our house. Mm-hmm. And I was about to come out guns a-blazing. Like, mm-hmm. who do you think you are? You know, like, and it was, once again, and this child, it was just, the, Lord, the Holy Spirit's done this to me a couple times with this kid. He's like, don't go guns a-blazing. Mm-hmm. Go be, and it was like, go beyond the behavior. What's at the root? Mm-hmm. So I went, I was like, all right, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm sensing that you're angry. What are you feeling? It ended up being a huge dialogue mm-hmm. between the two of us and huge things breaking in him. But I had to go deeper. Mm-hmm. I had to go. Not that there's not responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like there will mm-hmm. still be, I mean, consequences for our thing, but it wasn't to shame or punish. It was actually to form and to love and to be. And there was just a breaking in that because I went to the deeper things and um, really just praying about having real compassion for him and going to the deeper areas, but th- thinking about a similar situation with myself, having real compassion for myself mm-hmm. and having mm-hmm. real forgiving myself for reacting in certain mm-hmm. ways and certain things. Now, there is, I mean, there's going to be accountability and responsibility regardless, but to go deeper and really, we say this often on the podcast, but really become students of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and self-awareness of ourselves and offer compassion to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like Heather, mm-hmm. that's such a beautiful story that you told yeah. because you know, there's not judgment. There's just compassion, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's a little girl that needs comfort, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and isn't that nation of one of us, like all these little places mm-hmm. of us still need comfort, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I love what you're saying there, Michelle. Like, again, just like I was saying about sisters sort of revealing this part of God's character of gentleness, like for you too, in that situation, you're showing your your son a part of God's character, which is, I'm not about just behavior modification. Yeah. Yes. I'm about your heart. And, Our sin and think, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Like I think many of us get into that. It's, it's behavior modification. Even in our fasting, it can be like, okay, yeah, I need to whip myself into shape. I need to get myself, you know, there's like a harshness in which we approach ourselves because of our disorder behaviors. But mm-hmm. yeah, getting back to the heart always mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful story. I love that. Yeah. I, and I, you know, just thinking, I've, I'm thinking of your child there, Michelle, and also Heather, just thinking of you as a girl that age, standing at the stove, making craft mac and cheese. And, and I think, you know, like the places in our hearts, I've been thinking a lot lately, just about just deep areas of my own poverty and, and the places that just get triggered, those little places. And we've all had place, we've all had people in our life that have seen those places and have shamed us for it. Or have uh-huh. just mowed over us or have belittled us or just were like, get your crap together. Like, what's wrong with you? And it, we, we learn like that that's not safe. Like we learn that those places aren't acceptable or we try really hard to clean ourselves up to be loved. And I just, or we interpret our own identity through the lens of somebody who is like shaming us in the most vulnerable plates of our, and I, I was just praying about that. Like last night as just putting my hand on my heart, just praying about that place in my own heart and, and, um, just encountering the Lord there. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like just because that person is not able to receive us in our littleness, it doesn't mean that we're bad or awful. It's just a place they can't do that, but God always does. Like, He always is just so kind in the truth that He reveals and what He's asking us to do. But like, He doesn't ever shame us for these places. Like, He just, 
reveals such depth and truth of who we are and who he is. And he's just so tenderly kind, you know, so no matter what we've had in our life and experience of, and none of us get it right. Like we've all hurt each other at times, but it's like, oh God, he doesn't ever do that. Like he's always so incredibly kind, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. We have a young dad here and he lives behind our house and they have two little girls and he's just so funny and he's um, in the military. So, you know, you see him a lot in his flight suit when he comes home walking the girls or whatever. So one of the little girls fell on our sidewalk, you know, and like scraped up her little hand. And so the husband was talking to my husband, Abby, the dad. And so the little girl's like, dad, dad, I'm hurt. And so he bends down. He's a big man, bends down, looks at her and goes, oh my gosh, I see the hurt. Okay. I'm kissing it. And then she grabs his face and she goes, I feel better. I just wanted you to see it. And yeah. he, and he's holding her face. Goes, I see the hurt, baby. I see the hurt. And she goes, it's all better now. But I'm just like watching the little interaction. And it was like, isn't that like, we just want someone to see the hurt, yeah. you know, and to mm-hmm. see it and kiss it and make it. And the Lord's like, that's how I am with you. I just mm-hmm. want to see it, you know, and I, re- and he received it so well. And it, it just looked funny. Just this big man, you know, mm-hmm. bending down to see her a little and they're holding each other's faces. Uh, and I'm just oh like, my gosh. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like, that's the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, he's holding our face and say, I see it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Bring it to me, mm-hmm. you know, all of it. You know. That's a beautiful image, I think, for us all to pray with mm-hmm. this week like yeah. in particular. Like, what are those wounds that we want the Lord to see and to just mm-hmm. have that intimate, intimate moment? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I think we all want to fast now, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> No, dang it, pressing into all the hard places. It's all good stuff, isn't it? Well, it's worth it. Yeah, it certainly hmm. It is worth it. Well, my dear friends, as we kind of transition here to our one things, Heather, would you like to offer your one thing to our lovely folks this week? Yes, I forgot to um, let everybody know that there's a Lenten playlist. So I did post it in our in our little discussion group. So if you're not a part of that, our private Facebook group, you're most welcome to join to get some up to date things going on. But I do have a Lenten playlist, and hopefully that will bless people. It's uh, on Spotify. Uh, Spotify is free, but you can get the link in our show notes. Oh, Michelle, my one thing is. Uh, actually a a book by a good friend of ours, Father Josh Johnson. And I was actually blessed to get an advanced copy and read it and write an endorsement for it. But it's called On Earth As It Is In Heaven. Mm -hmm. And it is Restoring God's Vision of Grace and Discipleship. Mm -hmm. And it is brilliant. Mm -hmm. We've gotten a lot of requests here and emails just about like the racial tension and all of this. And I love what Father Josh has done. Mm -hmm. He has rooted it in our faith. And in his experience, which is beautiful, his story we woven through it, but through mm-hmm. the lens of may they all be one, mm-hmm. you know, every tribe and tongue and a wow. real John 17 vision. And I, I mean, I read it and I called him right away. I'm like, boy, such a time as this for you to write this. I mean, it was just so beautiful. It is so beautiful wow. and so rooted in the beauty of our faith and the beauty of scripture and tradition. And I'm just so proud of him. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. Father Josh is special to each of us, mm-hmm. but I mean, I just love that boy. And so, well, he's a man, but anyway, um, <laughs> so good. So good. But it's wow, on earth as it is in heaven by Ascension Press. So. That's awesome. He's so good. That's, that's wonderful. So good. It's going to bless people immensely. Mm-hmm. 
Sister, what about you? Well, my one thing is also a book, but I have been enjoying, I love, I mean, I love to listen to stories. I love to listen to things. And I have been listening to The Hobbit by J.R.L. Tolkien on audiobook, but it's read by Andy Serkis. And Andy Serkis oh. was the voice of Gollum in the original Lord of the Rings. But Andy Serkis mm. in this book does every voice for every dwarf, every elf king, for Gandalf. It is it is so like his range wow. of acting is it's thoroughly entertaining and it's so his inflections are great. It's funny. I've like laughed out loud. It just, it's so good. So I would, I'm sure there's many versions of the audiobook. but if you want to listen to the Hobbit, which is a, you know, a children's story and it's just so there's so many great things in there, but I want to just recommend the version read by Andy circus. Cause I think it's really, it's been a lovely bedtime story for me. <laughs> like listen to it when I go to bed. So I, I've absolutely enjoyed it. So I'd love to recommend that to the peeps. Wow. Right. That sounds okay. awesome. And have y'all seen on Amazon Prime, like The Ring is supposed to come out? The whole remaking of Lord of the Rings? Oh, it's yeah. Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to come out. Some people have said that it's going to be like adultish, maybe Game of Thrones-ish. I don't know about it yet. So do not take it on my recommendation. It has not come out yet. <laughs> so, but their marketing is on point. Like their vision. I mean, I was like, oh, look Ooh. at this. It's gorgeous. The pictures that have come out of it are stunning. And I'm like, take me back, you know, to Middle Earth. But we'll see. You know, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yes, we That's awesome. Well, friends, we just want to invite you this week to um, just allow the Father to embrace your, your face. Allow Jesus to do that and to let him see because he wants to see and he wants to bless you there. So thank you for coming along with us and we will see you next week. So until then, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints on our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as short videos, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. Thank you and God bless you.